Hello, 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 and welcome back, my beautiful, beautiful, amazingly wonderful, starlit, uh, shimmering, shining fans and listeners of the show. I'm so excited to be back here on another uh, wonderful Tuesday to engage in a fun dialogue with everybody on Reddit. So, um... I guess we can just hop in. Welcome to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. This is the show where we read and react to comments from r slash ask Reddit. I am your host, Luke Dick. Remember, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating and also please leave us a review. Uh, those help the show get spread. So if you uh, are kind enough, um, please absolutely go ahead and do that. Now, remember, if you have something that you want to say or you want to answer the question in the show, you can go to my YouTube channel, Reddit Asks Us on YouTube, comment under the most recent video, and I will read that response out on the next episode of the podcast. And guys, I have some I have some really, really, really terrible news. I, I have some extremely upsetting news. And I know, I know it's going to be, it might be kind of devastating uh, for the audience to hear, but I really think I just have to tell it, come up, like I have to be straight with you guys and come out and tell you this. I got your mommed. I got your mommed. And I'm not proud of it. I'm, I'm still grieving. I'm, I'm still recovering. It's, it's, it's really been a struggle for me over the last week to be able to deal with this. Uh, the last comment on last week's episode, and last week's episode was, what did you try and find out was not for you? Someone said my mom. I don't know what I'm going to do, guys. I think I'm quitting the show. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> no, obviously not. I did get, uh, I, I got, I got, I got it on that one. I definitely, uh. I got I got that one. All right, so why don't we just uh, hop into today's episode? Uh, so today's episode is, what is uh, your toxic trait that you are proud of? And I, I'm I'm kind of ashamed of myself because I didn't I didn't even I didn't really think about this before we st- I started the episode. I went through and sorted my comments, but I never I never uh, put much thought into what my toxic trait is. So why don't you guys give that a little bit of thought uh, of your toxic trait. If you want to tell me your toxic trait, you can comment that under this uh, video and I'll read it out next week. But for the time being, when we were oceans says, I tell each of my cats they're my favorite behind each other's backs. Yeah, that's pretty shitty, bro. That's pretty shitty. Not gonna lie. Personally, (laughs) I couldn't do that shit, bro. I could not do that shit. Cats are weird, man. Cats have I feel like cats have extra senses. They like they don't they can't speak language. They don't they don't they, you know they they don't understand language. But well, they can't speak language. But I bet you any money they understand what the fuck is going on. They they cats cats know. Man, they they have to know. It's like the cat from Coraline. The cat can't speak in the in the in the in the real world, but once it goes into the the other mother's world, suddenly it can talk. It knows what's going on. Cats know what's going on. 
So if you're talking shit about your cats behind your other cat's backs, I'm sorry to break it to you, but your cats definitely know. There's no way they do not know that you're favoring your cats. And uh, I think you, you might just have to suffer for this one. You, you might just have to suffer. So whatever ways they make you suffer. Cats have connections to other worlds too. I, I don't even doubt it. Cats, cats can see the extra dimensions that we can't. They, they know how to utilize, utilize the, the universe against you. Um, Dino Rue says, I am militantly aloof. I can work with people for years and never make the slightest bit of connection. I just go sort of about my business. Uh, Valcorn DOA says, I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. We still never talk sometimes. Ron Swanson. Yeah, the, uh, honestly, man, if you're not, like, I feel like I put this pressure on myself sometimes that, that in, in a given place, like, I need to be friends with people. Like, I feel like this is also, like, in my classes. Like, I just, I, uh, I put up this energy where I'm, like, you know, I try to be open, try to be nice, try to be comforting, try to be inviting. I mean, like, it's not that this is not a bad thing, but oftentimes, or not, I wouldn't say oftentimes, but there are times where I do get disappointed because I'm just not vibing with anybody at all. And I kind of admire the fact that some people can just be like, you know, I don't even care enough to, to actually make any relationship whatsoever here. Um, cause sometimes I wish I could be as weird as it sounds, sometimes I wish you could be more like that because then I'm, I just like, I'm, I'm a person who needs the, who, who kind of seeks out companionship and sort of friendship and stuff. And it's been, I get really bummed out when I go to places or, and do new things and I don't find that companionship. And that's the thing is that it's not, it's not guaranteed. Right. But then I get bummed out and I'm like, oh, what the heck? Like this isn't supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to have a friend here, but then Obviously, that's not how life works. Um, and there are some people who you end up being, quote-unquote, being friends with who you realize that you wasted your entire time being friends with them because they are not good people. So AOL Away Message says, I'm an Olympic gold medalist at procrastination. I thrive under self-inflicted time crunches. I can't perform at a high level without it. I've always had good grades. I'm successful at what I do. I'm proud that my secret hasn't held me back. I I also absolutely hate this and wish I could change. Um, Mr. Fun Buns says, If it's a problem today, it'll be a problem tomorrow. And if it's a problem tomorrow, there's no reason to worry about it today. Uh, Jasper's Groove repro- uh, responds and says, All problems solve themselves if you ignore them for long enough. It may not be the desired outcome, but at least it's done and over with. Um, I can think of maybe a few examples that I necessarily wouldn't necessarily agree with. How about hunger? You know, when you're hungry, when you're really hungry, that's a problem. I wouldn't say that that problem necessarily solves itself if you if you ignore it long enough. But I guess he says it may not be the desired outcome. So the desired outcome could be death, and that's just your die of starvation. So I personally would rather find food than die of starvation and blame it on procrastination. Oh, I was. I was so close to going out and getting food, but then I was like, if I'm hungry right now, I'm going to be hungry tomorrow, you know? If I'm hungry tomorrow, I'm going to be hungry the next day, so I'll, I'll find food. 
you know? And then you just never end up finding food, and then you end up dying. Um, but that's that's interesting. I feel like it depends on how much procrastination we're talking about. Like, how much, like, when you actually do start uh, doing something. Maybe when you just feel that pressure. But uh, I don't think there's I don't think there's always no truth into that you can't do good work procrastinating. I don't I don't think that's necessarily true uh, that you that you that you can't do good work procrastinating. It's just it's the it's the stress. You know what I mean? It's it's the stress that really like if I've I think mean, everybody's procrastinated things from time to time, and I feel like the thing that about procrastination that doesn't really work for me is just the stress is so intense in those moments of actual like procrastination like and I'm actually having to do the work that I get so distracted by the time crunch that I can't actually focus on what I'm doing and then that takes my focus away from whatever I'm working on but if it works for you I'm not gonna say it doesn't I'm not gonna say you shouldn't keep doing it I just wish you the best of luck um so next one comes from Morg. uh I wouldn't say it's toxic, but it's scary how much I can love someone and never speak to them again. <laughs> that, like, it's, I don't know. It depends. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like this. Like, kind, kind of, kind of. I don't know. Like, it just depends on the level of sociopathy we're talking about right here. Um, but, like, I... Sometimes I can really, I really can actually love somebody, but then at other times I find I struggle to sometimes care. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, this sounds so bad, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll just be like done with something or uh, like, and I don't want to say something. I don't want to, because I guess we're talking about people, but um, I'll be done with a certain relationship and I'll just be like, eh. Like, I just don't even care at this point. And that's, like, that can be very bad. It's not always the same, and it's not always... It's not doesn't apply to every situation. Um, and maybe I do it more than I... More than I let on that I do it. But, uh, yeah, like... I don't know, sometimes it's, like... It's not that you don't feel anything. It's just that it's... I don't even know how to describe it. Sometimes you're just, you just like are, you've moved on. I think it's because like you, like maybe I contemplated in my head so much that I move on from it. And then when I actually just like leave the person, I've already mentally prepared myself for leaving, you know, and for not having that relationship anymore. So who knows? But uh, maybe, a li- maybe I'm a little bit of a sociopath, but uh, I, I can't be the only one. Uh, purple is my gender says, I draw Homer Simpson's head on pretty much everything. It only takes a few seconds for me to draw Homer. That's like when you're showing your teacher your homework and there's just Homer Simpson drawn all over it. It's like, yeah, I I really wanted to do the homework. I did want to, but then I just, I have a, an undying need like it's a it's an internal motivation to draw Homer Simpson's head and I just I can't I can't get over it. Something about the 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 Simpsons cartoon style is so 
like I drew I like I tried to draw Simpsons characters. It's something about their cartoon style is is so addicting. Like it's it's just it's fascinating. It's fun. It's it's just such a that's why I feel like a, a lot of people even still watch the show even though it's probably not even close to as good as it used to be. But it's just because it's like it's it, people like the style. People like the like the like the Simpsons is like is such a common like like thing you see everywhere like you see people with simpsons t-shirts and they do collabs with people all the time they're still doing collabs with people and and, and brands and big things i don't know i there it's something about it it's it's the yellowness it's the yellowness of the people i don't know it's and, and it's the they're drawn so 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 soft and and funny i don't i don't even know it's, i find it so interesting how humans can draw cartoons in other worlds, and, and like the Simpsons are supposed to be humans, right? They're supposed to be people, but it's like if you if that if that was a re- real person, this yellow-looking person that was in real life, like existed in real life, it obviously wouldn't be wouldn't be we wouldn't necessarily think that person would be a human being if they looked that yellow and that cartoonish. But it's I find it so interesting how we like can create things in the eye of our mind that are. Uh, that are so different from us, but yet resemble the sort of same things about ourselves. I don't even know. I, th- I don't want to get too deep here, but I just find cartoons very fascinating. Um, Binks the Brick says, I clean when mad. The more mad, the more cleaning. The more cleaning. This is like, this is, this is a, can be a toxic trait. You're just arguing with your significant other, like violently fluffing pillows, like cleaning the carpets vacuuming you know this is why i feel like you've never loved i'm telling you i i i i can't believe you cheated on me just on non-stop cleaning when you're when you're angry fucking bastard just cut me off Really? Are you seriously gonna cut me off? Now I've gotta clean my glove compartment and my my cup holders and damn it, I gotta wash off my console here and God, I'm out of I'm out of wipes. I'm out of wipes. I'm so I'm even more mad now because I I have no more wipes. Okay? And I have and this is my last spray bottle and I and I have no I have no cloth. How am I supposed to clean? How do I clean? And while they're trying to look for stuff, they get into a car accident. This is just gonna make a perpetual cycle. You're gonna be like getting to get into a massive car accident. You're gonna be super pissed, and then you're just gonna start cleaning up the mess <laughs> at the car accident, cleaning up the scene. It's the police. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, we need this stuff. I just, I'm, I'm so mad right now, officers. You're gonna just have to. You're gonna have to just. You're just gonna have to let me do this one. All right. You're just gonna have to let me clean this up. Uh, no, this is evidence. We need to make sure that, you know. We need to make sure who was at fault. We need to, the pieces to stay in the same place. And officers, I'm sorry. I get that. I know this is how you do with, deal with most uh, most investigations, but uh, consider this as just an, a different one, all right? I'm, I'm taking control here, all right? I'm in the front seat. I'm pissed off, and I'm going to clean this shit up. Uh, OP Fart says, I clean when stressed. It helped... Uh, it, it was... It, sorry, jeez. I clean when stressed. 
It has helped at parties before. I was once at a party when a fight broke out and just instantly started grabbing cans and recycling, wiping up spills, making sure the place looked nice again. It was a small structure and uh, the action was taking place right outside. So when people came back, it was like starting the party all over again. That's kind of, that's kind of dope. That is kind of dope. Everyone's like, oh shit, it's three hours ago. All right. I guess we got to get back to it. I'm going to act like it was three hours ago. Just chugging beers. Um, that's actually kind of dope, though. Everyone's like, oh, well, now we get to have the party off of our minds, and now we can, or, or, or we can get the fight off of our minds, and now we can get back to partying, and we can do it in a, in a, in a nice, clean place. Me and my roommate just, oh, my God. Things looked, we, like, we went to Toronto recently, like, a week ago, um, and we cleaned the apartment before we left and then we came back and it was so beautiful to come to a nice clean apartment. And then we tried telling ourselves that we got to keep it like that. And it's already, we've failed miserably. We've failed the effort. It's the effort that counts though. Right. Right. And we're, we'll get it figured out. We will get it figured out. It is so in just the fact that, we have to, oh my God, it's cleaning up after ourselves is like that, that the fact that that's hard, you know, I, it has to do with all the trash, man. There's so much trash nowadays. There's always things you got to throw out, things you got to, you know, you can't leave things out. You always got to be putting stuff away and, you know, throwing this out, recycling that, you know, composting this. It's like, uh, we, we are, we are too much of a material culture and it causes us to have to constantly be throwing things out and it's super annoying. Um, not an imposter says, I bake when I'm stressed. This is sort of okay, except I lose my appetite when I'm stressed. And I have nobody to eat all the cookies I end up with. Uh, yeah, you'll be hungry. You'll be hungry. Don't, 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 be too, don't be too worried about that. If you're not hungry when you make the cookies, you'll be hungry. And if not, I'll just send you a direct message. You can send those to my address all right i just you know send you send the private message and uh yeah so if you need anybody to eat those up scrumptious those things up for you scrim diddly dom those things uh scrim diddly dom destroy those things i will absolutely do that um oof zero three three replies and says throwback to high school when the parent of the kid throwing the party walked outside the morning after to me hosing vomit out of his flower pot and scrubbing cheese puffs out of the carpet, he made me pancakes as payment, though, which was cool. Stress cleaning is too real, LMAO. This is the, this is one of those ones I can definitely see it can be coming into a problem, as we've all discussed. Once you start cleaning, once you start stressing out, then you just start cleaning sh shit. And cleaning stuff is good, but then you stop focusing on the problems that you actually need to solve, and then you're just cleaning. But, god damn, it's so nice to have things clean. Oh, my God. Clean things are just so awesome. It's nothing better than hopping into a freshly cleaned bed. It is, like, literally unmatched. Uh, be coming back into a clean apartment after you've been away. Clean room. Having your clothes put away. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's like you, you wish that could happen forever. Oh, and... Is it like I was just thinking about this too, but when you go to a hotel and they they make the bed for you, and you're like, wow, 
I didn't even do this. I didn't even have to do anything. And the bed is made. It may, it, all, it puts a tear in my eye, folks. really does. Um, intoxicated Batman says, My friend was having a going away party, and there was about 30 to 40 of us all in this basement. Uh, the friend and her f- family were very close with my family. She asked me how my dad is, and I said, Mid-party, I should invite him. Mind you, I was like 22 at the time. My dad was mid-50s. But since my dad is friends with her dad, my brother and I surprisingly got him to come. My dad got so fucked up, we got him to take a fat dab, and he loudly said he needed to sit down whilst sitting down. Oh my god. The night continued on, as all house parties do, and eventually everyone went home to bed or to bed. Uh, But since my old man didn't want to stay the night, he was responsible enough to not drive home. This man spent six or seven hours just cleaning their house to the point where you couldn't even tell there was a party. I woke up to him loading the dishwasher. That is so insane. I'm just picturing like your dad just being like taking a dab. And in case anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like a wax form of smoking weed. But, um... I'm just, that, that is so funny, the image of your dad just doing that and just being like, <sighs> son, whoa, I, uh, I, I gotta sit down. I think I need to sit down. Dad, you're already sitting down. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, would you, would you look at that? Uh, uh, is anyone else think it's really hot in here? Is anyone's <laughs> is anyone's heart beating really, really fast right now? Oh, is anyone else feeling like it might have a heart attack? You, we should maybe call an ambulance. Tell them to just like maybe wait outside just in case. Oh, I think I need to sit down. Dad, once again, you're already sitting down. I can't believe that though. Your dad is just the goat at this party, cleaning everything, putting things in the dishwasher. It's not even your house. He's like, he's going to have to go through the entire process of trying to figure out where everything goes in a brand new house that you've, or maybe, maybe you've been there, maybe you haven't, but that's like the worst thing in the world is when you're over at a friend's house and you don't know where they put things. It's like, I, you're so disoriented. You're like, well, the forks could be here and then it's just like no that's tablecloths that's tablecloths and then uh, it's like a lot of times things are in places where you're just like really interesting spot for that mine is always the garbage everyone puts their garbage in a different place some people it's under the sink some people have a separate cupboard for it me and my family used to just like keep it on the edge of our island like out sorry so people could sort of see it but it's so funny how people organize their house. Imagine having to do that while drunk and high and you're cleaning everything up and now you have to also navigate your way through somebody else's house. Excuse me. And so that you can put stuff away. Um, Archimedes, this is a new thread now. Archimedes 420-420 says, I obsess over things and it leads to a lot of social anxiety and difficulty focusing in most social situations. It also, however, led me to finding some deeply meaningful skills and hobbies. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, this sounds a lot like, uh, like, the, oh man, this is this is me too. Like, like I'm not I'm not saying this is like I have a problem with this, but 
Oh my goodness. This was like a huge thing for me coming out of COVID. And thankfully I've had more time to socialize since that has ended the the pandemic for the most part. But <clears throat> I was so socially isolated during the pandemic that I literally forgot how to talk to new people and talk in like social situations. Uh, and it didn't help that even before COVID, uh, I was already isolated for a while. So then that kind of just extended the isolation when COVID happened. And I, it just caused me to then whenever I was in like a new social situation to hyper focus on the things that I was saying. And sometimes I would just be like, why, why did I say that? This person hates me now. This person thinks I'm a total fucking weirdo because I've done this. I can't even believe I said that. Why would I say that? I've just admitted my most deepest, darkest secrets to somebody. But, uh, I was I was listening to I've I've been watching uh Stanley Kubrick's movies lately um and they were talking in one of the YouTube videos I was, they were talking about him and they were saying that he was he was a very difficult person to get along with socially but he was so hyper obsessed and hyper focused on his movie making that it came at the cost of his of his uh social functioning but at the same time, he was also a genius movie maker. So if it allows you to have some pretty meaningful skills and hobbies because you sort of hyper-focus on these things and that's, those are the things that you really, really want to do and you want to do them so bad uh, that you, you, couldn't, you can't stop from thinking about doing those things, then that's a good thing, especially if it involves, you know... Um, doing something productive, right? Like doing something that get like either gets you out of the house or, you know, um, that provides meaning to your life in, in any way. That's like a really, that's a really great thing. Uh, Spinneret replies and says, my therapist called hyper-focusing the worst superpower. You're super aware and present in your, and how your actions and words may be perceived, but also caught up in not coming off the wrong way that you totally lose focus on important things. Like what the person is actually saying back to you. That is, that is, that is it. That is absolutely it. I feel like that's what I, that's what happened is I was like, so hyper-focused on, on what I just said and what I'm going to say and what, how they're reacting to what I'm saying and, you know, how I'm, how I'm standing, how I'm, how I'm sitting, how I'm, how I'm oriented in this conversation, where I'm looking is often, is obviously a, a, a one that like, I, I, I have a, like, Eye contact can be a weird thing, and sometimes you just have to ride the wave and how awkward it can be, because you're like, where should I look? This person can clearly tell that, like, especially when they're in close con confines with you, they can clearly tell that you're not there, you're not looking at their eyes, but you don't want to stare at them, and oh, it's it's it it goes very deep. Um, but then you focus on all this so, on this stuff so much, and your head is filled with all these just cramming thoughts that you don't actually even pay attention to what the person just said, so you have to shamelessly ask for them or shamefully ask for them to repeat themselves and people don't this is something I've I've found out is um my dad is a, a perfect proponent of this people do not like to repeat themselves people actually really hate repeating themselves which doesn't help for me because sometimes I am hyper focused this way in conversations but also at the same time um I don't like sometimes I have we like I I wouldn't say I have bad hearing, but when when I'm in 
when I'm in sort of noisy environments, I find it difficult to focus on certain certain sounds, you know, so like like background sound will be very loud and I'll have trouble hearing people. It's like selective hearing almost. And so I'll be like trying to tune, I'll be like trying to put my brain efforts toward tuning out a sound, but then that will prevent me from actually hearing what somebody said. So I end up asking people what they say, uh, what they said and to repeat themselves quite a lot. And, uh, people don't actually like doing that as, 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 uh, as I know, as contradictory as that might sound, people actually really hate that. Um, <clears throat> healing touch says, Having grown up in a toxic home where an abusive parent would negate every, anything you say or do on a whim because I said XXXY, not XXXXXY, and completely deny reality when you come 100% correct. I've gotten excellent at memorizing and transcribing conversations in an almost stenographer way. It means I'm excellent in big idea-generating uh, meetings, providing proper credit and ensuring no detail gets lost in the shuffle. It makes me uh, great even when my job is chaotic. It feels like organized and I never forget anything. I've become important to my organization because of it. I'm also strong at ensuring agreements don't get forgotten either by accidental or intentional. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions about how how to learn this, and I'm going to copy one of my replies and expand. I recommend rebuilding a sense of trust with yourself instead of defaulting to I must be wrong, maybe on occasion write notes down after a meeting or even lower stakes like a TV show, and after uh, a few days, try to recall what happened, and then after you do, refer to the notes. How do they compare? Rebuilding trust with yourself is also a really good is also really good because you're more likely to stand by your boundaries and needs. Additionally, when your memory is this strong of rem uh, of remembering every little thing people say, it mentally taxes you, and it's coming from a place of self-preservation, which means you're not uh, remembering for good reasons, but always on edge and <laughs> and at the ready to protect yourself. In that case, you need to learn how to trust those around you. You aren't trying uh they aren't trying to hurt you they're not your parent or abuser and rebuild trust with yourself that if someone untrustworthy popped up you have the skills to suss it out and you don't have to be always looking around every corner that's the hardest part i had to learn in my healing process and that people can and do love you and don't need to be tested to reassure slash prove it to you so you can finally trust it and feel safe. Learning to trust it and see how it goes is so scary because all these defense mechanisms keep kept us safe. But it also uh, keeps uh, distance and access to a relationship safety. Is to, uh, sorry. But it also keeps a distance and access to relationship safety is to be one, which isn't healthy for ourselves. Safety in relationships, be it romantic or platonic familial should never be one but be the default juicy juice j 13 says turns out people hate this in relationships my uncle had my verbal memory recall tested professionally when i was in my late teens and i was at a freakish 96 percent as someone said professionally incredible tool socially it's a double-edged sword i find it abs an absolutely burdensome gift so you could literally be the world's best gaslighter. <laughs> no, you actually said this. You know, if you wanted to, you could use that superpower against, like, against people. Um, the verbal recall, I wish I had better verbal recall, but I'm also glad I don't 
because I'm I I was I think one of my biggest toxic traits was being like a well actually type of person, you know, um, the the actually or correcting people constantly, especially when on little things, and people would get really 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 mad about that, and if I had verbal uh, recall like that. I would be probably the most annoying person anyone has ever been around or met. Um, but uh, it's the it's the it's the four percent there that's concerning me when you're not right. It's like, well, you could be, you could be wrong. It's not a hundred percent. There is a four percent, four percent though. That is so tiny. But that 4% when you are wrong, I really hope that it doesn't lead to the demise of many things. It's like, no, I could have sworn. I could have sworn this is what you said. And it's that one time you're wrong because somebody's got like a recording of it. And they're like, didn't actually say that. But that's all about being human, bro. Um, that's all about being human, my friends, is that we can't be right all the time. We are never 100% correct. We're not computers. We're not video cameras. Um, but that is also extremely fascinating. Uh, in my banana hammock says, Holy shit, my parents did the same thing, and I also have excellent conversation and scenario recall. My last two girlfriends hated the fact that I remembered literally every conversation we've ever had. It wasn't like I was trying to catch them in lies or accuse them of anything, but that's how they felt whenever I pointed out contradictions. And mainly, I'm like this in order to catch contradictions in logic from my parents. Yeah, um, babe, I'm literally almost 100% sure you said you wanted to have Chinese food. And I kind of already prepared my stomach, and now I really, really want Chinese food. So I'm really sorry, babe, but it's going to be have to be Chinese food for this one. Really sorry about this one, babe, but I'm, I've already seen, babe, I've already mentally prepared myself. There's, I think that the, the ship's already sailed on this one. I already put the order in, so, I mean, unless you want to tell me that my verbal recall is wrong... You can be like the most condescending person. Anatomy says, uh, this is like a new, this is a new thread. Live fast, eat trash. This is a good mindset to have until it's not. Until you develop some sort of uh, cardiovascular disease um, or pulmonary disease or something like that. But I do think it's important, like I... I don't know. I, I, I this I have this is a double edged sword one because I personally I don't think that you should be that you should be like strictly resisting all temptation at all times and like watching what you eat so meticulously. I think it is important that you do have a fairly well balanced and steady diet. But at the same time, it's also important that like screw what? Screw it. You can have a bag of chips every once in a while, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not that big of a deal. Like like some people act like, 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 uh, you know, eating a gummy bear is like the end of the fucking world and that they're going to die of cancer or something. It's like, uh, so what Doritos will shave off five years of my life. They're fucking blessed. Okay. There's nothing better than just munching on a bag of Doritos. And you know what? If I die because of that, then so be it because Doritos 
if I'm living in the 21st century where Doritos exist, I can't just I can't just give that up. I can't just I can't just ignore the fact that there's Doritos. That would be that would be that would be ungrateful to the time that I live in. It would actually be a bad thing. <laughs> Anyways, okay, that's that's gonna wrap it up for this episode here, folks. Thank you all so much for tuning in uh, to the Reddit Ask Us podcast, where we read and react to comments from r slash Ask Reddit. I am your host, Luke Dick. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and remember to leave us a rating, and also please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, if you have uh, want to respond to the to uh, this week's episode, remember to comment that in uh, under next week's episode under this week's episode, and I'll read it out next week on the next week's episode. Uh, and you can do that by commenting under my most recent YouTube video, my YouTube channel, Reddit Asks Us on YouTube. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I love each and every single one of you. I will see you all next week. Peace out. I love you. Bye. <laughs>